Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Tuesday morning. We're 15 minutes away from Key's Real Rankings, but the Bears got 60 minutes of football in front of them this weekend. More on exactly when they're playing and why that may play a role in just a second. But first, to simply put it in financial terms, Key, are no, I want to know what group that was. Damn the financial terms. What group is that? <laughs> Can somebody I seen help? Jay I seen Jay bobbing his head, so I figured Jay knew. Jay? I don't know. I was just bobbing my head to the B. Yeah, because I, I bobbed my head to the B, but I just assumed you knew, so you know, and, so, and looking at me, you know like, I don't know where you think I'm going for you. No, I thought I thought I, but it was pretty the beat was hot. It was cool. I was like, Yeah, it fit right with the Bears. But go ahead. No problem. Say it again, Alan. What did Alan say? AJR band. Okay, not Al, even, wait. Alan knows. Alan knows. He's the music guy, it. man. You know Alan, no? Oh, AJR. It's called Bang. A reminder: I'm 42, going on 62. So I'm not going to be able to come up with anything pop culture. It was cool though. AJR no, Bang. No, okay. it was cool. That was a, a beer song. You could drink a beer to that. <laughs> and the Bears will be hoisting a brewski in Chicago if they can pull off a stunner against the Saints on Sunday. Uh, going back to the financial terms, are you? And I think Jay, well, let's start with you, Jay. You played in Chicago. You know the city well. Um, people are maybe a little more bullish on the Bears than many people thought. Uh, they're in the playoffs. Matt Nagy, two playoff bursts in three years. No losing seasons. Mitchell Trubisky played well towards the end of the season. They were all written off, to use another financial term. It was like a tax write-off, right? <laughs> they were just all written off. There's no way these dudes could return. And now they're in the playoffs together. Has this already been a successful season for the Bears, no matter what, considering after that five-game slide, they found themselves back in the postseason? It's a successful season that stuck in purgatory. Right. It's they haven't reached the next level yet because they are stuck at this space due to the fact that there were such high hopes at the beginning of the year, starting off five and one. But I both I think Key and I agreed that, hey, look, sometimes the season goes this way based upon your defense. But they were hitting death row to a degree when they played the Rams. They played a lot of other tough teams back to back. Matt Nagy had made the change from a quarterback position to Nate, not Nick Foles. And a lot of things just kind of changed for this team. They lose six straight. Then all of a sudden they respond down the stretch, you know, winning their last uh, three or four games, going three or one and find a way to get into the playoffs. Look, it, even though this team has a lot of room for improvement, I said yesterday, I think Ryan Pace, uh, the team president, needs to go. I think Matt Nagy will keep his job. There are changes they need to make. Is Mitchell Trubisky going to be the quarterback of the future? I don't know. That depends on how he plays in this playoff game. But right now, if you're a Bears fan, you have to sit back and say, okay, regardless of all this happening, regardless of the season being up and down and being so volatile, we did make the playoffs. I mean, we are here. And for a team that had a lot of these question marks, getting to the playoffs is a win within the win. It may not be where you want to go, but right now you're in a pretty decent position. I think a lot of that is true to what you're saying right there, Jay. But if it wasn't this pandemic and we didn't have a seventh seed, they wouldn't be in the playoffs. So they kind of backdoored in this situation. You don't know that, Key. Uh, You can't say that for a fact. What do you mean? I don't know that. The numbers speak for themselves. What are you talking about? What do you mean numbers speak for themselves? Their, their record wouldn't allow them to be in this position okay, to get saying. into the playoffs. So calm down there, okay? Okay, I got you. I hear you. But what I would say, though, Jay, is when you look at it, there has been in this league, in other leagues, coaches that have been fired, making the playoffs and losing in the playoffs and terminated after. There's been players that have gone to Super Bowls and 
have lost in Super Bowls and not retained at the quarterback position. So anything can happen in Chicago. I'm not 100% sure that they're going to move on from Matt Nagy or Ryan Pace at all. Um, When you look at it, they have an opportunity to go and do something special if they really believe that that three and one down the stretch is true and not just a bunch of teams that were not very good at the moment in which they played them because they're going to go up against a New Orleans Saints team that should have two of their top offensive weapons back come playoff time. And so if that's the case with Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara potentially being in the fold for the Saints, that's going to be a tall task. There's no question about it. Now, as far as Mitch Trubisky goes, it's a shame that he got benched at 3-0 and because all that did was set an even harder narrative that he's not the future quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Then he comes back in after a six-game losing streak and take him, and he wins three out of four games. So now there's this feeling, Zubin, of what type of quarterback is he? Yes, we've seen him kind of be a roller coaster up and down. His rookie year was, okay, rookie year. Then you see him his second year, you go, eh, eh. Third year, and then he gets benched, and he comes back. He engineers drives against Detroit earlier in the year when they're down. So he was giving you some mix where early on they were trying one system with him. Now the second half of the season on this 3-1 and streak, they're doing more things that he can do, more RPOs, more play action, more putting him on the perimeter, allowing him to run the football things that he was able to do at North Carolina. So I'm not ready to just say they're done with him, move on. They may extend him a small, depending on what happens in the playoffs, they may extend him a small little offer to stick around because it may be the best offer that he can get out there in the open marketplace because they didn't they didn't exercise his fifth-year option, so they don't have that on the table anymore. One thing I would say that I totally concur with Jay on is when you think back to the six-game losing streak, I mean, how much negativity there was in Chicago after they had lost six in a row. When they had dropped that sixth straight game, they fell to five and seven. They were tied for last place with the Detroit Lions. It had been their worst losing skid in wow. 18 years. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Lions only wish they were that vicious. They don't have more of a more of a cat call than that. So everything that they've been able to do to go from being tied in the basement with the worst team traditionally in the division to rising up and making the playoffs. And how about this, fellas? I don't want to get Bears fans too nervous, but they're playing at 440 Eastern time on Sunday. The last time the Bears played in the playoffs at 440 Eastern time on a Sunday was a couple years ago. That was the double-doink game. That was the game where they could have had the opportunity. The field goal, Cody Parkey, doesn't go through. Eagles escape. And, oh, by the way, who do the Eagles go to face the next week? The Saints. So the Bears got the Saints this week in that same late afternoon Sunday time slot that had been so, I think, a little bit, a little bit... Of a jinx for them. How long did it take you to find that, Zubin? <laughs> well, the game was only two years ago. No, I'm just saying. You ago. found the time. You found everything. I put he it together. It, he has it all in here, Key. It's all, it's all stored away in the database. So, last thing for both fellows. Obviously, you mentioned Kamara on the coronavirus protocols. We expect to see him. Michael Thomas has been in and out of the lineup all season, as we know. And we're still waiting for Drew Brees to see if he's at 100%. At health, a lot of people are talking 41 and done. Is this going to be the last year for Drew Brees? So you're right. They have that triumvirate that the Bears certainly don't have at those three positions, although, of course, Allen Robinson is a fantastic wide receiver. But 
you look at all of it and say, not 100% Michael Thomas, maybe not 100% Kamara, and maybe not 100% 41-year-old quarterback. I'm not saying that's going to make a difference, but if you're the Bears, that's not a bad building block wait, to think wait, about. Wait, Zubin. Uh, Key, what is the status of Michael Thomas? I have no idea, Jay. Uh, when are, when are you going to give our show something about your work, family member I do not work for the that New is Orleans one of the Saints. best players in I, the NFL? I do, when are you going to give I, us something? I do not work for the New Orleans Saints. I work for ESPN and Disney. Yes, and it's your job to you, report you on what's going on. information about ESPN or Disney and what we do in sports, I may be able to help you. When you start asking me questions about one's health, I'm just like the rest of you guys. I don't know. I have to wait for the report to come out. You're the worst. Go ahead with your point. I'm done with you. I, I'm just saying it. I'm done with you. Plausible deniability. <laughs> Key's going with the plausible deniability. Uh, and also, just to mention, before we get to Key's real rankings here in the next segment, I know America has been waiting for this moment. Just want to make sure we, we quote-unquote, paid off, we say in the business key. AJR, an American pop band composed of multi-instrumentalist brothers Adam, <laughs> Jack, and Ryan Met. You can follow them at AJR, though they haven't tweeted in three days. All right, fellas, we give you a free plug. Get out there. They haven't tweeted something. in three days. <laughs> three days. <laughs> but the song was good. I yeah. saw Jay bop into it, so I started. It was like, okay. AJR. Yeah, good beat. Thought he enjoyed it up in Maine with his lobster. That's all. <laughs> you, you know what? You're going to stop profiling, Keyshawn. I'm not profiling. I'm just saying I know you were in Maine. Yeah, you're going to stop staring. Stop. <laughs> got those blueberries. Got the lobster roll. Beginning today, Mike Greenberg begins his show. Greeny immediately following us here on ESPN Radio. Greeny will take you inside. The stories of the day is only he can. The A-list newsmakers Pat McAfee and Bruce Arians are going to be on the show in the first 30 minutes today. He'll interact with you like he does all the time every single weekday from Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin right into Greeny weekday mornings right here on ESPN Radio. Normally when we do Key's Real Rankings, it's about him ranking the best teams in the NFL. Yeah! This time it's a bit of a course correction. We have six job openings at the moment in the NFL at the head coaching position. Key ranks them from best to worst. You might be surprised what number one is. That's on the way after I tell you about this from Peyton's Places, which you may have seen is back for another season. Peyton is getting together with another Hoosier, even though I know Peyton isn't a Hoosier by birth. David Letterman certainly is. Episode six of Peyton Places, now on ESPN+. Plus. In this episode, Peyton meets up with Letterman at his alma mater, Ball State. Letterman once created the uh, David Letterman C Scholarship at Ball State. If you had a C minimum GPA, you were eligible to apply and enlist the helps of the football team to propose new rules for the sport. Peyton's Place is available now, streaming exclusively on ESPN+. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're going to take a little bit of a turn instead of ranking the teams from one to seven or whatever Key likes to do. 
We're going to talk about the teams at the bottom of his rankings, essentially the teams that now need new head coaches. There are six openings. Jay, take it away. Numero says the Lions. Arr. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go over well. But look, here's what, I, here, here, here's what I would say. The Detroit Lions, you know, they're number six because that's my least favorite opening of all of them. They, they're certainly an organization that's been trying to get things right for a long time. They haven't been able to figure it out. You think about when they fired Coach Caldwell and then they moved on to Matt Patricia. That thing hasn't worked out for them. They just seem to not get it right year in and year out. That is my least favorite at number six. Numero cinque, the Jets. That's Italian key, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Don't worry about it. The New York Jets are a, a football team that has some players on it, some ability, but not enough. It's an organization in a tough market. They do have the number two pick overall, which is appealing. They have some other assets that came from Seattle and Jamal Adams straight. They have Sam Donald, which is a tough ask to what to do with that if I'm a new head coach coming in. Do I want to try to fix and salvage uh, Sam Donald? Do I want to move on and start with my own quarterback that I bring in? That is a question that needs to be answered for all New York Jet fans and New York area people. So when you look at it, this is a job that is appealing, but it is tough. The expectations of the New York Jets are a lot like the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They have high expectations and never go anywhere. Shoo, suh, the Falcons. That's Mandarin, Key. Mandarin. Oh, God. Okay, he just wants to let me know he went to Duke. Got it. The Atlanta Falcons are a great organization with a great owner. Rich McKay's running the point right now for the Atlanta Falcons. Raheem Morris, I thought, would get this job based on how he came in as an interim head coach and got them turned around to a degree. But they've lost a number of games at the last minute or two. They have an aging quarterback in Matt Ryan that I believe should move on and be paired with some team that gives him an opportunity, a chance to win a Super Bowl. Julio Jones is there. So they've got some pieces, but this one here is much like Detroit. Not, not, I'm not bullish on this, but there's only two, 32 jobs in the National Football League, so somebody wants this team for sure. Number three, the Jags. That's English, Key. <laughs> Jeez, this dude, man. <laughs> Next time we won't have you do this. The Jacksonville Jaguars are sitting there with a lot of cap space. They're looking not only for a head coach but also a general manager. This is a perfect spot for a young head coach to come in. They have the number one overall pick, whether it's Trevor Lawrence, whether it's Justin Fields, or whoever's out there that they need to find a quarterback. They've missed on a number of guys over the years, whether it's Galbert, Gab, Blaine Gabbert, whether it's Blake Bortles, Byron Leftwich, they missed over the years with their number one spot at the quarterback spot. So let's see what they do with this number one overall pick. But they have a lot of cap space. They have some picks. It's an intriguing job for somebody. Where Jay Williams was drafted. What number Jay Williams drafted? The Texans. <laughs> Got it. You play around too much. See, that's what you get. Number two, the Houston Texans. This one is one of my favorites because of Deshaun Watson. They have a guy in a future, not only a future Hall of Famer, in my opinion, but also a guy that has high expectations for the organization. Much like Dalbo Sweeney said, when you pass on him, you could potentially be passing on a guy like Michael Jordan that changes a franchise. He certainly has tried to do that. But I would say by himself for the most part because he didn't get a whole lot of help from 
Bill O'Brien in terms of trading DeAndre Hopkins, bringing in some of the receivers that we thought would help, as well as a running game. The defense kind of went away there in the last few. They were in the playoffs last year playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. It didn't work out the way that they wanted to. They moved on from uh, Bill O'Brien. But this job is intriguing in itself. It's in a great state. It's in a great city. I think in the end, this job will be a good one for somebody. And with the number one pick in the draft, Keyshawn Johnson selects the Chargers. <laughs> the, the Los Angeles Chargers is a pretty good job. They got a young stud at quarterback in Justin Herbert. They got bookie and wide receivers in Williams and Keenan Allen. They got a nice running game. They got Bosa bookie and defensive end that, that's the leader of the defense. He needs to show up to the party. He didn't have a great year this year, but that was this year. He could build on that and have some momentum going into next season. But when you look at this overall, they move on from Coach Lynn. It's in a division with Patrick Mahomes. So they've got to find out the best fit at head coach for them. And in my opinion, you move on from Coach Lynn. I'm eyeing Eric Bieniemy in this spot. There's a, there's a couple things here, Zubin. You take him away from the Kansas City Chiefs within your own division. Right. So you knock them. You kind of knock them a little bit. It's in a great state, obviously. It's like one of the best states that was ever created by far. <laughs> and, and you think about new stadium, young quarterback, Bookie and wide receivers, nice running backs, defense is solid and sound. This job is my number one job opening of all the job openings in the National Football League. I would have loved to see Coach Lynn there another year. I think they moved on too fast from him, but what do I know? I'm just a guy. Well, let me ask you. If if Urban Meyer is potentially talking about getting $12 million per year with the Jags, potentially, that's the number that's being floated around with Urban Meyer. If you're going for Eric Bieniemy in L.A., what number do you think that warrants per year? Well, Urban Meyer is a, a, Urban Meyer is a different level because of his college resume. And, you know, it's, it's just different. In terms of economics, you, you are worth what they pay. And Eric Bieniemy has a, will have a lot of suitors that are out there. I wouldn't be shocked if he interviewed for all six jobs that's available. And I would double down on that, essentially. When you think about the, the Chargers owned by the Spanos family, you know, there's been a lot of controversy. Yeah, they ain't going to pay $12 million. That's the thing. <laughs> right? Remember, they, I mean, they, was, it, they were playing in one of the worst stadiums in the National Football League until they moved to SoFi Stadium. So you have to understand the ownership situation there in San Diego, or San Diego slash Los Angeles, plus the fact that Biennemi might be a hot candidate, but he's still unproven. He still has zero career NFL wins as a head coach. So a lot of it, I know in sports, you got to pay on potential. Potential. How could the enemy not succeed? I think you play players on potential. You never pay coaches on potential. Coaches no. have to prove it first. Yeah, and and he'll get he'll get the the going rate like a lot of the the, the uh, he'll get the going rate like a lot of the young head coaches that take over. Whether it's Kyle Shanahan or or, or uh, Sean McVay, he'll get one of those four year, five year type deals that will be a prove it type deal situation where he probably get five. Five million a year, I would say that's kind of where they started at. Three and a half to five million has been that number. And then as he continues to get successful and win games, that number will climb. No doubt. But Zubin, this is where I get confused. Zubin, you can help me with this. Like, how does a guy like John, how does a guy like Urban Meyer warrant that ten, eleven, twelve million dollar range? His 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 resume. 
his resume, college? it doesn't matter though. In, because, yeah, but it's unproven. But, but here's it's here's, unproven at the NFL level. Like that's a high number. Yeah, You're but Jay, Jay, is but get Jay three will. Five. He can go get twelve million dollars from Texas tomorrow. I mean, it's just it it it's one of those deals where if there's a college job available for Urban Meyer, you know, it could be USC. It could be. I, I, it I could know, be. But- all I'm saying is Matt Rule gets close to nine million dollars a year. You're talking about giving Eric Bieniemy three to five. Well, I don't, I don't know what the numbers will be. I'm just saying when they bring these coaches in, sometimes, and it depends on the ownership group, as Zubin said. When you think about the ownership in Carolina, he has more money than God. He just spend it. He doesn't. It doesn't matter how bad do you want it, right? Is it do you want Matt Rule? That bad? Okay, here's what it's going to take. Do you want Urban Meyer that bad? Here's what it's going to take. That's what it boils down to. Do you want to spend the money? I'll give you two quick things on that. Number one, with Matt Rule, I agree with you, Jay. It's it's crazy to give that sort of money to a guy that had never put on an NFL headset. You're talking a $60 million contract. His salary is close to Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, and the guys at the top. How bad do you want him? Correct. Because remember, Rule has been a rebuilder. Right, because whether it's college slash NFL, he rebuilt Temple, he rebuilt Baylor, and David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, as Key said, has all that money. He wants to blow it up. His whole thing is let's blow it up and let's start over. This guy just fired the general manager, Marty Herney. So he's been able to rebuild two organizations. Granted, none of them from the NFL. So at least there's a window if you're Tepper to say this guy's had two reclamation projects, two of the worst programs in college football, one that suffered a scandal which nearly brought down the entire program, and he built them back up. The other thing I would say about Biennemi, the numbers can always go different ways. I understand he's hot, he's 51, let's give him all this money before he's proven anything, but you could also go back to the University of Colorado where he was an unbelievable player. But not a great offensive coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator of Colorado. Jay, you know what their record was at Colorado? 3-22. and 22. Yeah. He right. was the offensive coordinator at his alma mater and they went 3-22 and 22. and then, I'm not saying anything here, but he suddenly gets Patrick Mahomes and, and he's a genius. But Everybody takes though. advantage Everybody is is different. I mean, you Matt Nagy parlayed his success under Andy Reid into Chicago. Doug Peterson, same uh, thing. Peyton Manning yep. signed off on Adam Gase. He got a job. So it's all. Every situation is different. And Eric Bieniemy is going to be a hell of a coach in the National Football League. I trust that wholeheartedly. But I know that the Chargers aren't going to spend that type of money. When you talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars potentially giving Urban Meyer $12 million a year, if that is the number and if that is the team, the owner got endless money. So Shaqan, he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He wants to win. One of the things that I always say, Jay, when they go down to West Palm Beach and they have those off-season meetings and stuff, and they little buddies right. is walking around, they're drinking their wine, and they got them big old shiny rocks on, they got everything in the world. They got yachts. Private jets, big houses. A lot of them don't have those Super Bowl rings. And they will do anything to get one so they can ha- be in the club. When they go golfing, they can talk to their buddies, put their cigars out, and swing the clubs and talk about, look at my ring. That's what they want to do. So, whatever Urban Meyer or whatever Eric B. Enemy and some of the other coaches out there warrant, that's what they're going to give them. Last thing, Shad Khan is the more of a recent owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wayne Weaver, a lot of other guys that owned the team in the past. But I will mention that the Jags have been around for 27 years, and this is the 19th time they're picking in the top 10. Think about that wow. for a second. They've been around for about 27 wow. years. This is the 19th time they are picking in the top 10. This is the first time they'll ever have the number one overall selection if they choose to use it and not deal it. Think about that. 
if you're a Jags fan. We got a Super Bowl champion mm. on the way. Another deep dig. <laughs> to talk about Judge <laughs> and Peterson and how we should be judging Joe. Strong words from Joe Judge. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented mm. by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline in moments. Jeff Saturday, the Super Bowl champion. Greeny follows us today on many of these ESPN radio stations at 10 a.m. Eastern. His first guest, Pat McAfee at 10.15 a.m. Eastern. And oh, by the way, the Heisman's going to be handed out tonight at 7 Eastern on ESPN. Busy Tuesday for sports fans everywhere. Let's get right to it. To the Goodyear Hotline we go. We're joined by ESPN NFL analyst Jeff Saturday, the Super Bowl champion. Brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Uh, Jeff, just because these Joe Judge comments, (laughs) these Joe Judge comments on a Monday, adding kerosene to the fire on what happened Sunday with Doug Peterson. What do you make of the whole thing here? Last couple days, Eagles, Giants, Peterson, Judge. Wait, hold on. Before you answer that. Good, good. Since you quit and didn't go 16-0, and 0, and you oh, hurt the integrity geez. of the National Football League. <laughs> That's, fair. That's fair. I'm just asking That's right. Jeff, right, Jeff? Hey, Keith, hey, hey, Key, you, 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 you're preaching, bro. Are, are you kidding me? Like, this thing has gotten, this thing has gotten to, to a level of stupidity. Like, I, I, I don't even understand. I can understand if you're, if you're an Eagles you know, fan, if you're an Eagles player, you get upset because you do want to win, right? Like I, like, I get that when Bill Polian sat, you know, sat Manning and everybody, we have a lead against the Jets and we're undefeated. I was pissed. Like, like I, I get that part. But to act like the integrity of the game has been challenged because they're not going to play their starters all the way through the fourth quarter when he told you leading into the week that they're not going to play their starters. Wentz didn't even dress, man. Fletcher Cox is chilling. Miles, I'm like, like – when you look at this, the, the whole idea – so the Steelers challenge the integrity of the game because they, they, they let the Browns in because the Browns aren't in. If they don't win – like this whole thing has gotten crazy, man. And, and that we act like that, that Doug Peterson just, just did this because of the time of the game, right? You're down by three, but for whatever reason, he decided it was Sudfeld's time to go in and, and play. They're a four-win team. And like everybody complaining, what are they six win team? Like what? what like what are you complaining about that you that you had an opportunity to go to the playoffs at six and ten is a freaking joke. That, that we're talking about this is I, I just I, I had I, I don't understand the whole you know uproar about that Doug Peterson went against some kind of you know he, he he tried to he tried to crash a team for the playoffs. All of that is he's running his football team. And that's it. He doesn't care about the Giants' expectations to go in the playoffs, the Cowboys' expectations. He has one team that he's in charge of and he's trying to take care of. And for whatever reason, they decided going into the game, this was their game plan. They executed it. They lost the game. I, I, look, the people who should be the most upset are the, are the players in the locker room. I know I was upset. I, I didn't ever like to lose. We're, we're built like that. So I, I completely understand those guys being frustrated. But at the end of the day, that was the decision they made, and, and, and you live with it and move on. But, man, the whole attacking the game, I, I just think we've gone way, way, way on the crazy side. Look, Jeff, I, I wouldn't have set up high on my moral high horse with that one. I don't agree with Joe Judge, but I do love it as a Giants fan because that only fuels the rivalry for the Eagles next year. But what do you think about the whole Carson Wentz situation, how that's being played out, and how Doug Peterson has handled himself in the media? Yeah, I, I think it's time for Wentz to, to find a new home. Look, I think he can play. I, I'm, not, I, I'm not one of those guys who think – you know, Carson Wentz's career is over. I think it probably is over in Philly. And I'll tell you what, right, you've been supplanted now twice 
by the backup, right? There's a statue of your backup, mm. uh, you know, outside the stadium. And, and, and look, I, I get that. Like, I understand everybody loved Nick Foles and, and what happened when he came in. But Wentz played, right? Like, like he helped get you there. But there's a statue of another guy. And then with the Jalen Hurts situation this year, for whatever reason, he and Doug Peterson don't see it the same, whether it's game planning, on the field, what, whatever it is. It just has not it has not flamed the way they wanted it to. So when you look at this thing, I think Wentz goes and his career is resurrected somewhere else. He can help a football team. He is a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I just think in Philly, it's going to be too much to overcome. And, and again, I, you know, there's reports that he said, you know, the relationship between he and Doug Peterson has been damaged or you know beyond repair or whatever. I don't know, you know, how true any of that is, but. From my perspective, if you're the Eagles, you found Jalen Hurts, you feel like he's going to be your guy, go push it, right? Like like the division in the locker room needs to end. And I can assure you, it, it isn't 100% everybody wanted this change. So for, for all this stuff to happen, go, go let Carson Wentz, you know, resurrect his career somewhere else. As we move forward, look to the future, some of the things that we do do, Jeff. Where do you see a good landing spot for Carson Wentz? Oh, man. I mean, like, think about it. Like, I mean, you know, you, you're going to – I mean, there's going to be a QB carousel, I think, at the end of this season. But, I mean, are, if you don't think that New England needs a quarterback, I mean, there are going to be spots where guys can fit in. And, again, it all depends on where they're going to be moved around. Um, but, but, you know, you're talking, about, you're talking about a guy who has proven he can play at an MVP level – you know, a few years ago. Now, again, he he is a shell of that right now. So I'm not I'm not acting like he walks in and, and is all of a sudden going to be everything's fixed. But the the, the ability has been proven. And I, let me say this too, just kind of back to that. The whole situation with Howie Roseman and what he's talking about, he couldn't see. You know that the, that Wentz would go somewhere else and. That that's problematic, right? Again, because now you're GM, and on every team I played on, right? Like the GM, his word was was it, right? Like like what he said was bond. That was that's where we're going. And so when he's like, "Hey, I can't see," you know, Carson wants to be on another team. That gives you pause and concern. And that again, that's what you can't afford if you're in the Eagles locker room, right? There needs to be one voice, one vision of how we're going to move this thing forward. So again, as you're looking for Carson Wentz, if he's not your guy and he hasn't proven to be your guy because of the, you know, again, you've replaced him now twice. I think it's time that I think it's time to move on. When you look at, let me ask you this, Jeff, being an offensive lineman and played a number of years in Pro Bowls and all the Super Bowls and everything that you've done in your career, when you hear a guy like Chase Young come out and say he wants to get at Tom Brady and take care of business yeah. against Tom Brady, how does that, if at all, does it motivate the offensive line to protect Tom Brady or is it just noise? Man, what? And no, heck yeah, it motivates you, man. Like, look, you, we all know Jack Del Rio, right, the defensive coordinator for Washington. He's no respecter of offensive lines. He was, a, he was the head coach in Jacksonville when I was in Indy. So, you know, whether it was Stroud and Henderson, like he put together some defensive lines. He's all about pressuring and hitting the quarterback. So rest assured, he had that conversation with Young, Allen, Sweat. Like, like keep going through, pain. I mean, this, this this front from Washington is absolutely legit. They can get after your quarterback, and, and they're going to pin their ears back. And, and the one part about Tom Brady and his career is he is a mortal man when you put pressure on him, right? I mean, he you know, from the GOAT conversations, all the things we talk about, 
You start hitting a pocket passer, everything changes. So, look, I love it. This is this is why you want to play in January and February, man, because you, you're going to be able to go prove what you talk about. Chase Young, what he's done as a rookie has been phenomenal, but the other three and four guys, even carrying on that line, this line is legitimate. Their front seven may be arguably the best in the NFL right now. When you see this group, the, the, the offensive line for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there's already been text going back and forth, right, between Brady and all those guys, guaranteed. You better make sure these guys don't get near me. You get a rib shot, put one on somebody. <laughs> this is nastiness, man. This is mm. what playoff football is about and should be about. Just, Jeff's all fired up. It's only huh? Tuesday, King. I'm so used to seeing Jeff be a nice guy. It's, it's <laughs> just, good to see him get just, in the dirt and get grinding. Just remember, you know what I mean? remember nah, Jeff. Nah, we, hey, I'm telling you, I'm going to be laying hat on people. I'm telling you, right, somebody's talking trash about Manning. I'm going to be freaking putting hat on somebody, dude. We're going <laughs> to make sure somebody's getting stoned up on the line, line of scrimmage, and they're going to feel it, dude. We ain't going to just walk through talking trash. We're going we're gonna to go play some ball. I, I, I love it, man. This is why you want to go play in the playoffs. Integrity of the football game. Just remember that, Jeff, the integrity. And we should mention, as Key loves that word integrity, the disrespect from Joe Judge, we should mention Chase Young might be the defensive rookie of the year. He'll have that first piece of hardware in the trophy case. But the guy he's talking to, he's got a couple of pieces of metal in the trophy case. So just be careful. Jeff, enjoy the games. I'm sure you will. We'll see you next week, as we always do, once a week here on the program. Thanks, Jeff. All right, Jeff. Sounds great, fellas. Y'all be good. Great stuff. He was fired up, no doubt about it. On the offensive linemen are going to protect the guys. Yeah, and Jeff's one of the great stories. Undrafted to Super Bowl champion. You don't see that very often. On the way, will Cam Newton be able to handle his role as a backup? Or are his starting days not finished? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We're back with Biggie, and there's a big question here surrounding Cam Newton. It's been that 
question all year long. What kind of quarterback is he? Is he a starter? Is he a backup? Does he have a future in New England? All of those questions will be answered in due time. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Everybody joins on the Goodyear hotline. Mike Greenberg will follow this morning on many of these ESPN radio stations. Greeny at 10 a.m. Eastern. Pat McAfee will be his first guest. 10.15 Eastern. Bruce Arians to talk Tom Brady at 10.30 Eastern. Let's talk about Cam Newton. Here's Cam talking himself. Just a reminder that even after a bad year, the biggest intangible for many pro athletes is an unshakable amount of swag. I know out of 32 guys, I'm not the 32, you know, position right in that position. <laughs> so you have to also understand I'm a competitor first. I think the highest of myself first as any person would and should. I know what my skill set is. I know what my talent is. If given the opportunity, there is nobody better than me. That's how I will always feel. I have to also feel realistic about the opportunity that is presented as well. To me, when I look at the whole situation, if you're asking me, do I want to be a backup? Hell no. Because when I look at other players play, it's been guys that's been getting away with, I feel, murder for years because of subpar play. Key. And you want to know why people have a problem with Cam at times, because he speaks the truth. That's why people don't like the brother, because he speaks the truth. Now, is he a starting quarterback in the National Football League? I think he is a starting quarterback in the National Football League, much like he said. What's the situation? What's the circumstances? Like, wh- wh- where are we at? What do I have around me? Can I be better? All of those sort of things. He's not a backup yet. He's not there yet. He's 30 years old. Mm. 30, 31 years old. 31, yep. 31 years old. Yes, and, and people will point to, Oh, he used to be a former MVP to make it sound as though those were so many years ago, he'll never get back to that form. He showed you flashes at times in New England, despite not having any weapons around him, he could still be good. And he also showed you flashes that he needs some work still. And, and, and I'm okay with that. But he is certainly a guy who could start in this league for some teams that are out there given the circumstances. Everybody act like he's just done in New England. Bill Belichick hasn't said that until Bill says it. I'm not even paying attention to it until Bill says, well, you know, Cam did a good job for us, but we're going to go in another direction. What makes you think he's not going back to New England? Well, you can make the same argument the other way, though, Key. I mean, Bill is posturing. Right, you, you don't know what's going to happen free agency. You don't know what happens if you can't get people that you want. A- absolutely so you may, you right. You need to keep Cam Newton, right? So absolutely right. My only thing is, it, I, I, I think Cam has potential to be a starter, depending upon if it falls to the right situation. It's going to need to be the right situation, and there's there's a lot there's a lot of dominoes that need to fall before that situation actually reveals itself. So. If you just were to look at the numbers this year, though, yards that he's thrown for this year, I mean, he's 24th in the NFL. TDs this year, he ate. But, but, but Jay, here's what I would say. We all know he didn't have a great year. We all know who he was throwing to. We all know what the numbers, we all know what the numbers look like. Given the situations, this goes for everybody. If you're in a bad situation and you don't have things around you, you're going to look a certain way. That's just how it is. Key, when's the last time he's had a great, a good season? A he, great season? He, well, in 2018, he was balling. Okay. In 2018, he was balling. 2019, he missed the entire year. He played two games. Mm-hmm. So in 2018, if you want that answer, there you go. 
Okay. And I mean, but a lot has transpired in two years, correct? He got hurt. He missed one year. He got hurt. He missed one year. He missed one year for injury. And then this year, and then this year, he got off to a late start with a team and didn't have an offseason. And they don't have any damn players. I'm not saying that they didn't have any players. And I'm not saying he didn't get to a late start. I'm not saying he didn't battle a lot of different things. But you make it sound like he he was so incredible. How come everybody didn't go for him if he was so incredible? Well, First, come, first of all, he team? was released, Jay. He was I, released way too late to even get on. It wasn't nothing but two teams that was left out there that needed quarterbacks. That so was it. So he was think, released way too late. So, Key, you think every team's going to jump on him this year? If, if he becomes I, available, I you think every team's going to jump on him? I don't think every single team is going to jump on him because every single team doesn't need a quarterback. Every team is, is not a whole lot of jobs available. He will be in the mix it, somewhere for sure. People aren't just – you make it sound like I'm not this dude like, is I'm Nick not. Foles no, or something. No, I, I think like, you're getting – Like, stop. I think – I, I, I never said that Cam Newton is Nick Foles. But you make it sound like he's a no, journeyman you, you, quarterback. My man, you're getting sensitive with this no, subject. No, I'm trying Keith. to explain to you – I thought you said only you, quarterbacks are I'm sensitive. trying to explain to you Keith, I'm so just you saying, understand he's not a journeyman quarterback. He's he's not a journeyman quarterback. So if he's, if he's not with the Patriots next year, you're saying he's going to be with the next team for the rest of his career? The, the, you don't know that, Keith. Jay, you he's don't know not that, a journeyman quarterback. He is not at that level yet. He is not. You're not dealing with a Ryan so, Fitzpatrick type player that's going to go from team to team to team. The man just said it himself. He ain't that, there yet. I can say it a lot of things myself. It doesn't mean that's actually what's happening in reality, hey, Keyshawn. Jay, you just like the rest of them. You look at this year and you say, oh, he can't play football anymore. I didn't that's say that. That's not true. I didn't say that. I said it's going to take the right scenario. And sometimes the right Absolutely. scenario doesn't reveal. But sometimes the right scenario key doesn't reveal itself all the time. It doesn't always reveal itself depending upon who gets hot at the right time, what what GM. We or what, all, but Jay, we all know that. Want. I just said that prior to you saying what you said. I said in the right situations and circumstances, he is a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Okay. Released by the Panthers in March, signed with the Pats in July. And to Key's point, if you have a young rookie quarterback or if Newton were to have actually had a breakout season, you got to wonder if you got a young QB, bring him into the mix so it really cuts down the number of teams that would be yes. interested in Newton. Joe Judge putting the Eagles on blast next. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.